If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. It's Tuesday, June 6th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, an off day on Monday for the Guardians. Uh, an off day, and they moved up. They're in second place in the uh, American League Central Division, uh, thanks to Detroit uh, losing, what, six of their last seven games. So uh, the <laughs> they benefited by, by not playing, and now they open a series uh, against the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Boston coming in 30-30. Uh, and 30. Uh, if, if Boston played in the central division, they'd be in second place, uh, right now, but, uh, they don't, they're in the East, so they're in the cellar and, uh, uh, the guardians need to take advantage of, uh, a team that, uh, you know, uh, they can, they can probably steal two out of three from. Yeah, Joe, you know, baseball is like uh, real estate location, location, location. You know, if you're in the AL central, you know, you're sailing here. You can, uh, you can play bad for two months and still have a chance here. But in the AL East, you know, you stub your toe and you're in trouble and the Red Sox are kind of reeling a little bit. So, uh, we'll have to see how they, uh, they come into town. They took two out of three from Cleveland, uh, in, uh, in April at Fenway Park. Uh, and tonight's matchup will be a, should be a good one. Bieber uh, will be on the mound for Cleveland against Paxton for Boston. Bieber is uh, looking to come back from that uh, that poor outing against Baltimore. Yeah, right. You know, I, no doubt that that Bieber wants to come out and look sharp after uh, the way he performed uh, in Baltimore. Uh, and and no 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 surprise that Boston's throwing a lefty at Cleveland every opportunity they get to. So I want to go back to something you just said. Uh, about playing, you know, not not bad. I playing bad for two months and still being in it. This this season sort of really is shaping up to to sort of mirror in a little in a, in a couple of different ways uh, the start to last season uh, in terms of you know they they didn't play their best baseball early uh, and and the roster wasn't necessarily set the way that it, it ended up being set. They made some additions in in late May and 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 started to get hot in June. Uh, and then after the All-Star break, really, really sort of took off in typical Terry Francona team fashion. Uh, so what are the the moves that the potential moves that are out there that could happen to sort of uh, uh, inject some sort of life into this club and, and really set them on a path to, to chase down the Twins in the Central Division? Well, I guess, you know, you've got two choices. You can go uh, dip into the farm system. 
uh, or you can, you know, obviously you can, uh, you know, go out and try to make a trade to, uh, you know, I think the glaring weakness on this club right now is offense. They need uh, production. Um, and uh, do you ride these guys out more? Do you give them another month? Uh, to bring them right up to the trade deadline, or do you start looking for help now? And you know, you, you you're you're uh, you know you're, you're dealing from you know a, a, a position of strength with pitching. You have pitching to deal, young pitching to deal, starting pitching to deal, which uh, you know teams love. So uh, you know that puts you in a, in a pretty enviable enviable uh, position if if you're the Guardians. So the big name uh, out there right now, everybody's talking about is. Is Shane Bieber? Could they deal Shane Bieber to uh, another team that that might be a contending team uh, and try to turn that into something that makes them a contender as well? Uh, you would need uh, to, to to sort of satisfy a, a a big ask in terms of what uh, what they would get back in return for Shane Bieber, uh, but mostly because you you want to to make sure you get something before you know he hits free agency in another two seasons. Yeah, you know, and I think the fact that, uh, you know, Bieber has a year left, you know, before he becomes a free agent, which is after the 2024 season, you know, that makes him more uh, desirable to another team. You know, there are some, you know, I guess you could say there's some red flags about Bieber. You know, his, his velo has dropped. Everyone knows that. Uh, are they going to do you make a big commitment if you're another team? Uh, it's like the St. Louis Cardinals, you know, the Cardinals are struggling, but they, they could use a pitcher. Uh, do they, do they make a commitment? Do they trade some of their outfield depth for, uh, for, uh, uh for Bieber and, uh, you know, or, you know, but, you know, for a guy that they, they really don't, you know, you know, we've seen Bieber, he's pitched well, you know, he's kind of turned into that crafty veteran now, um, and uh, so I guess, you know, there's there's, you know, pros and cons if, if you're a team from the outside looking in at Cleveland's pitching staff. The more likely scenario, I think, at least in my opinion, uh, I, I think that they hold on to Bieber and that they don't deal him before the deadline. I think that's a, a very strong possibility and more than likely. Uh, I think the most likely scenario is that they uh, try to reform the roster, change things around. Uh, we, using their depth, uh, using you know what talent they have at their upper minor league uh, levels, uh, there are several guys that that are playing well right now and could help if they're they're promoted uh, here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, before we came on here and started recording, we were talking about you know trying to figure out the the magical mystical formula of the the super two uh, deadline, and that's uh, you know the the time when you can bring a guy up, bring a rookie up, and and have him uh, play. Get, get uh, it's a matter of figuring out uh, keeping him to an, a, a minimum number of games this year, so for the remainder of this year, so that you could still have an extra season of uh, you know it, it's like buying an extra season of control over him uh, before he hits arbitration eligibility. Uh, after he gets three years of service time. So uh, there's it's the top 22% of players with less than three years or between two and three years of service time. Uh, so it wouldn't be until, uh, what, 2026, 25, 26, when uh, a guy like a Bo Naylor would be, uh, you know, coming up on 
the eligibility for arbitration uh, after that. But you want to make sure that you get sort of the benefit of the remaining, uh, you know, four months of the season with him uh, and then roll that over to another three years of pre-arbitration eligibility, which is what the Guardians are and, and, and any other team in this position are trying to do. They're trying to maximize their control over a player for, for uh, you know, that long. Uh, that's a really poor way of, uh, you know, sort of describing it and, and, and breaking that down. But the bottom line is, you know, within the next couple of weeks here, Bo Naylor is coming. He will be on this roster. Uh, he, he is playing that well down in, in and has been all season. He was ready at the beginning of the season. I think a lot of people, uh, you know, had estimated that, uh, and and should have been here a lot sooner. And I think if there were injuries, there that he might might have been. Uh, but you know that's that's sort of the first domino I think that's going to fall eventually here is is Bo Naylor joining the roster. Yeah, that's a possibility, Joe. Definitely. You know they did the same thing with Lindor. You know you you wait until you get that extra year, not only in uh, arbitration but free agency. So instead of six years, you get them for seven years, or if you chose if you choose to do that. So, uh, you know, we'll keep an eye on that. You know, Naylor is playing well. He's been up and down a couple times here. You know, they brought he made his big league debut last year, late yeah. in the season. How many, how many games does he have? He has a, right now. Say? He's got he's right now. He's got uh, well, he had five, five, five days of, of service time, big league service time going in, coming into this season. And he's been up and down a couple times. I want to say, you know, he was the, the extra guy in the double header. Uh, in, uh, I forget where we were with, uh, uh, but he was the extra guy with the double header. And, uh, I think he was up one time before that. Right. So, and it's, it's sort of a guessing game at this point in the strategy is, you know, I, they're going to hold him down there until sometime in mid June when they think eventually when the super two formula is figured out, uh, you know, three years from now for this class that, you know, he'll be he'll have it, he'll, he'll be under the threshold and still, you know, give the Guardians that extra year of service. That's that's sort of the gamble that the, the, the team is making right now is that, you know, he'll be with them once he comes up. He's going to be on the roster for the, the next three years uh, ahead of his arbitration ability eligibility. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we'll, you know, we'll see, you know, I guess, uh, right now, uh, you know, they're splitting time between Zanino and, uh, Gallagher. Uh, you know, the, it seems like Gallagher's getting more and more playing time. Uh, you know, is that a prelude to something? I, I don't know. I mean, it, it might be, you know, to a, to a move with Naylor that, that, that they're, that they're going to make, but, uh, you know, right now it's all speculation and, uh, you know, it'll happen when it happens, you know, that's, yeah. that's how it usually works. The club has the control right now. They control the player. They control his service time. They control his movement. And, and you know, and, and that's that's the tough thing you alluded to right there is uh, I, I think there's a more there's a level of comfort, a comfortability with uh, the starting pitchers right now on the staff with Cam Gallagher. Uh, I, I think from from what I've observed, I think that, you know, a, a lot of the veteran guys prefer throwing to him during games. Uh, and, and Mike Zanino, uh, you've seen his, his starts, uh, you know, uh, you know, Gallagher's playing time, like you said, has increased. Uh, does, does that indicate maybe they would cut Zanino loose, uh, owing him, uh, the balance of what a $6 million contract that they, they signed him to in the off season. Bottom line is he just hasn't 
produced in the way that they hoped he would. Um, and, you know, add in the fact that defensively and, you know, game calling wise, maybe he isn't what they expected him to be as well. Uh, if, if they're willing to eat the remainder of that contract, uh, I, I think that having bone nailer, uh, Cam Gallagher and, and possibly even David Fry on the roster, um, you know, would, would set you up pretty good, uh, as, as, as far as a catching group would go. Yeah, you know it's it's weird that a Cleveland team has carried has carried three catchers since most of the most of the first half of the season or most of the first two months of the season. It just seems an, an awkward fit, but uh, you know that's the way they want to run the show. So uh, you know uh, David uh, David Fry has gotten some some work at behind the plate. He hasn't he hasn't played a whole lot, you know. And uh, who was um, I, I forget the other Maybury's. Uh, who is it? Maybury's, who is it Maybury's Valoria. Maybury's, yeah. Maybury's Valoria. <laughs> Whatever uh, happened and, to Maybury's Valoria? Yeah, Valoria was released uh, last week by the uh, the Los Angeles Angels after about a month uh, with them. Uh, the Guardians cut him uh, back uh, on May 8th. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of moving parts still, I think, on this roster right now. Uh, we haven't even addressed uh, Ahmed Rosario and his performance and, and what uh, – you know, I'm, I'm sure he's going to get run out there again to open this series at shortstop uh, um, tonight. But uh, that being the case, they, I, the Guardians are, are likely to uh, option Brian Rocchio, I believe, has, has been sent down. And um, uh, Josh Bell coming back off of the paternity list. Uh, a lot of people thought that maybe uh, Rocchio would, would get a chance to stay with the club and, and uh, you know, play some sort of role if they reduced Rosario's playing time. Uh, as as he didn't play much due to a knee injury at the uh, the end of that road trip. Yeah, you know he missed the last two games against the Twins. Uh, they were expecting him to be back uh, tonight, like you were saying, Joe. Uh, you know, with uh, not playing, uh, well, he came out of uh, what he came out of Friday's game with the knee injury, I guess. Then didn't right. play Saturday and Sunday, and had the off day Monday. So they figure he'll be back. He said he was okay. Uh, you know, just uh, Chris Valeka was talking to uh, reporters Sunday, and it sounded like, uh, you know, Rosario is still a big part of their plans, a big part of their offense. They want to get him going. You know, they think uh, they kind of he, he kind of sets a tone for them, him and Quan at the top of the lineup. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure, you know, if, if Rosario is a guy that, you know, is going to be here after the All-Star break. But if he starts hitting, he's going to help himself one way or the other. And But he's been struggling since then. But this is the time of year where we've seen him get hot before and really, you know, carry the ball club. Yeah, I think the timing of this actually sets up well for Ahmed Rosario. I could expect a big series out of him uh, just, uh, you know, because he's home, because it's it's June. If his knee is feeling all right, uh, then then he could go out there and, and, and you know, have a big series. But uh, again, there are so many options uh, behind him right now. We saw Tyler Freeman. We we like uh, every time we see Tyler Freeman, it's a it's a great opportunity. He he seems to you know get a base hit here, base hit there, and and really show the potential that uh, the Guardians really like with him. Uh, it's just that there's just so many you know obstacles right now to him getting on the field. Uh, and and we've seen Gabriel Arias. I think they're they're sort of starting to like Gabriel Arias in that role of 
you know, one day he's playing right field, one day he's playing first base, one day he's playing third base to give Hosey a day off his feet. Uh, he could fill in it short if he needs to. Uh, he's he is a, a versatile defender and he he makes plays wherever he goes. Yeah, he you know he had a good road trip. He showed some power. Uh, you know, he's unlike had that versatility. You like you were saying, Joe. Uh, you know, and he, you know, he chips in with some hits. He's starting to walk a little more. Uh, so, you know, an interesting guy, uh, you know, that, uh, I guess it's a, an example of, you know, you never, uh, kind of close the door on a young player. It's too fast, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, from inside the organization, they've been patient with him. You know, they, 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 you kind of put a star by his name and they've given him a lot of chances. So he's got to take advantage of this because, uh, you know, the opportunity is there for him to play. And eventually, you know, he's going to play himself, I would think, into a regular spot in the lineup where he's not bouncing around like a rubber ball. Yeah, it's Tito's favorite thing to say is once a guy starts figuring it out or a guy starts getting hot, you don't want to get in his way. Uh, I, I think that's that's sort of the, what you're seeing right now with Arias being in the lineup pretty much every every day is – that they don't want to get in his way. He he is figuring things out at the plate. That home run that he hit in Baltimore, 440 plus feet, and it was into the Guardians bullpen out there. Uh, that was a big boy shot. That's the kind of power that he has. And if he can be consistent with that, uh, you know that, that that's big things for this offense. That's that's one of those you know 15 to 25 home run a year guys that you know if he he gets regular playing time, he could become a guy like that. So. I think that's that's what they envision him as uh, his it, it's it's just frustrating that, uh, you know, uh, they have a guy like that and they can't find just a permanent everyday spot for him right now. It, it, it's sort of sort of like what Jose Ramirez was at, at that stage in his career. But uh, obviously he's not Jose Ramirez. That's uh, that that's a bigger leap. But, you know, you could see it working out that way if they if they just can just find a place for him. Uh, you know, maybe it's first base, maybe it's a, a platoon at, at first base or, and, and in right field, uh, you know, for, for a little while there. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, uh, you know, we, we mentioned Brian Rocchio there. He's sort of the X factor because he uh, he he really has. He's been hitting so well down in Triple A. What, uh, 332? He's got 31 RBIs. Uh, I think Brian Rocchio has even, you know, exhausted all that he can learn. Uh, down in AAA, he needs to continue that development at the major league level as well. Yeah, you know, he came up, he started uh, started the first game of or the second game of the Minnesota series, uh, got a hit, really smooth in the in the infield, Joe, at second base, wherever they play him. He really, you know, he's got quick hands, quick feet. You know, he can make that diving stop, jump up, and still get the guy out. You know, at first base. Uh, you know, he's a guy that like, uh, it's an embarrassment of riches right now in the middle infield. And, uh, you know, like you said, uh, you know, uh, probably Ahmed Rosario holds the key to that. He's a real, he's a free agent at the end of the year. It doesn't look like they're going to re-sign him. Uh, so eventually that spot is going to open up and it's going to be really, really interesting to see how they fill it. Does Jimenez yeah. move over to short? Uh, does Rokio play second? Do they stick with Rokio? Do they, do they give Tyler Freeman a shot? They've, you know, this is why I guess they drafted all these guys, but there's only, you know what? There's only nine positions on the, on the diamond, Joe. So, you know, they're kind of running out of spots here. They, or maybe they could get a rover in there like, uh, softball. 
Yeah, it, it just makes it, it. All of this points to they need to make a trade, and they've needed to make a trade for a while now, and it, it just they they they're just so slow in 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 doing so, or just waiting for for the exact right opportunity. Um, you know, it, the same thing with when we talked yesterday about Zach Plesac and you know waiting as long as they did to pull the trigger and not finding you know the right deal for that. You know, at some point you got to make that move, and even if you're not getting back the value you expected, uh, maybe you make it just to to free up the spot for somebody else, uh, and that's what's going to happen with Ahmed Rosario. I think the writing's on the wall, like you said, with that they're not re-signing him after this season, so uh, they're gonna and and other teams also know this, so you know they can sort of lowball them with whatever they're offering for Rosario. Uh, you might have to attach. Uh, some sort of prospect with Rosario in order to get uh, a better return uh, in, in terms of something uh, that, that you're looking for in a trade. Uh, all right, we, we've uh, you know, we're talking about the, the the series up ahead. We get Shane Bieber and James Paxton uh, in the opener against Boston. Uh, we've got Houston coming up on the weekend. They're playing uh, better, uh, actually pretty well right now. Uh, so, uh, you know, what can we look for for this upcoming homestand for the Guardians and what uh, what can we expect out of this uh, this young pitching staff as, uh, you know, uh, young and, and uh, you know, guys who we haven't seen a lot of this year in terms of Tristan McKenzie and Aaron Savali will get their, you know, second uh, go around in the rotation uh, should be uh, should be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. We're going to see, you know, we'll see, uh, you know, Bieber tonight. Uh, he's, he's, he's pitched well, you know, kind of stubbed his toe a little bit in Baltimore, but for the most part, he's had a good, you know, start to the season. Then we get to see BB, uh, Bybee again in the, in the middle game of this series. I really like him, Joe. He's fun to mm-hmm. watch. He's, he's got, he's really, he's a confident kid too. He's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he kind of knows he's good and, uh, uh, you know, he, he throws all his pitches. He's confident. Then we get to see Savali, you know, five scoreless innings. He's coming off that start. He had showed some good velo there. Hopefully he can stay healthy like uh, like Francona. I mean, Francona said, you know, if we can keep him out there, mm-hmm. if we can keep him on the mound, you know, we know he can pitch. He's pretty good. So, you know, the, the health is a big the big thing with, with Aaron. And uh, then we're going to get to see uh, Logan Allen, uh, you know, and against uh, we'll get to see him against Houston. And, uh, you know, the, and, um, again, so, and you've got to like Allen. I, I mean, he's, he's really, he's done a great yeah, job yeah. for them, I think. So, you know, those two, those two kids, uh, Bobby and, and Allen, you know, when they were talking about making, you know, there was a whole bunch of, you know, drama going on about who was going and who was coming out of the rotation. You knew for sure those two guys weren't moving. Yeah, and, and Logan Allen, don't blink. Uh, if you've watched him work, uh, don't blink because he works as fast as anybody on the mound uh, in Major League Baseball. He gets the ball and he throws the ball. Uh, another fun part about watching those two rookies uh, out there. Uh, and 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 like you said, that leads into uh, the electric factory. After uh, after Allen, you get uh, uh, Tristan McKenzie again, and I think a lot of people can't wait to see Tristan McKenzie get back on the mound for a second start after what he showed us on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it was so, you know, it was so, like, casual. Tristan was like, okay, yeah, I just pitched five scoreless innings, struck out ten guys. Uh, okay, well, 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 what are we? What are we, what are we uh, 
on 79 yeah. pitches, no less. Yeah. And they go, so what's, what are they serving on the chart at home? What are we eating? What's for dinner? It was like, matter. he was a matter of fact. He goes, this is what I've been working for. Uh, you know, it just, I, I controlled the strike zone. It was such a, an impressive performance. And really, you couldn't see that coming, you know. I mean, if you're if you were like uh, in Las Vegas betting on that, who would who would think, you know, right, you know, the first start of the season, you spend two two months on the uh, IL, and all of a sudden you cut, you roll out there against a good hitting team, and you know just shut them down for five innings, and he looked like he could have pitched at least another inning. Well, it should be a fun day on Saturday, uh, Tristan McKenzie uh, Jersey Day. And and a start for McKenzie on Jersey Day could that be uh, in, in in the cards? Is that what's uh, what's ahead? Could be a lot of fun. Uh, all right, uh, Hoynes, that's going to wrap it up for today's edition of the uh, for today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll catch you tomorrow. All right, Joe. Hang on, Allison's calling.